Looking for a casual baseball podcast to listen to? Well, Baseball with the Bard, presented by Clovercrest Media, has just what you're looking for. Tyler Bard and Noah Cross cover a wide range of happenings in the MLB and then dive into a deep focus on the Red Sox and Yankees. Join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for your weekly dose of Baseball with the Bard. HHW Show Podcast returns January 5th with a new season, Road to the Royal Rumble. Hector, Frank, Jason, Ovi will be on the set with the latest news and takeaways. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and you can listen wherever you listen to your favorite podcast app. gentlemen welcome to drawing about the g-men the giants football podcast we got a jam-packed show we got a lot of people joining us today we'll get to them in just a minute but we're going to start the show like we normally do and i'm going to give you the state of the giants address they came down i mean i i I said it from week eight giants were going to win five of their last uh nine games and six and ten i thought they'd make the playoffs i did not expect uh, I mean, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll get into Philly, that whole Philly Washington situation, which was a mess. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna blame Philly. I mean, they, they did what they did, but I'm not mad at it. The Giants made their bed. They did what they had to do. They could have won games that they should have won, and they didn't. But all in all, I feel very confident in the Giants moving forward. Big wins cap off a season. Coming back, Saquon Barkley. I mean, we'll get into it a little bit later on the future of the Giants. Let's start off talking about that last win, and let's bring everyone in. Obviously, we got Joe, Sean, uh, Zay. We got Trevor, Steve, and our resident Cowboy fan for CMG Sports, Jared Jones from Throwing Jabs. (laughs) What's going on, guys? And he's wearing a mask on top of it? Damn. I asked why Jared was here. <laughs> it's best we not see his face anyway. He's a cowboy. Right. Let, let's COVID talk safe about the game. Enemy line. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, damn. All right. Have opted out with COVID this year. Maybe. But, uh, Joe, what did you think of the game on Sunday? All right. Now, I uh, had previously mentioned uh, on our last episode that I was very disappointed in Joe Judge and the fact that for three straight weeks, this team was unprepared and did not compete. But when it came down to it and this team needed to win a football game, Daniel Jones and company got the job done. They did what they normally do. They sat on on the 23 points, uh, which is the Giants way. I can't stress enough how important getting closer to 30 is, but that's for next season, perhaps. But I was proud of the way this team played. This was a playoff game. It was a must-win game. They won the game. And I feel really good about this team going into next season. This is a great win. This ended a streak 
against the Cowboys like uh, an earlier win this year against the Eagles did. And I think it's important for the Giants to get back on to their winning ways, learning how to how to close out games. I mean, I'll take Wayne Gallman recovering a fumble with his ass uh, to get a W. If that's what it takes to win, then that's what it takes to win. But I, I'm super proud of the way this team came out there and played. And again, at the end of the day, it's the NFL. And I know everybody wants like 45 to 10 wins. Like this is Kansas City, but it's not. This is New Jersey, baby. This is the way we do it. And you're going to get 23 points and you're going to get these kinds of games. And it's important for the Giants, man, when when you're close at the end to be able to pull these out. And they did that. Um, in the second half of the season, a lot more than they, they didn't. And I think for that reason and that reason alone, this win to me is indicative of the entire season where you saw a team that just got better. And if it wasn't for Evan, Evan Ingram pro bowler, you know, who knows where this team would be right now. And that's really the most unfortunate part of this, I believe. Yeah, I thought it was a great all-around performance from the Giants. Uh, complimentary football, um, you know, offense, defense, and special teams. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, Leonard Williams uh, took over again uh, with three sacks. He's been a monster all year. Uh, obviously, it's a it was a great trade. A lot of people weren't happy about it last year, but he's came in and he got the job done this season. I, I think he should be in serious consideration for All-Pro. Um, he's absolutely dominated. Uh, it was great to see Xavier McKinney impact the game. Uh, he had a lot of tackles. He had a tackle for loss, I'm pretty sure. And also, obviously, his first pick of his career. And it came at a huge time. It, it sealed the the win for the uh, Giants against the Cowboys. So uh, it was great to see X-Men down the stretch in the last couple of games. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing that three-safety look next year with uh, Jabril Peppers, Logan Ryan, and Xavier McKinney. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, on the offensive side of the ball, I thought the O-line had one of their better games of the whole year. Uh, they really held up good in pass protection all day against a good uh, pass rushing squad with players like Demarcus Lawrence and Alden Smith and Randy Gregory. So I thought they did a really good job there. And obviously that helped out Daniel Jones, who looked really good. He made big time throws all game. Uh, we saw a little bit of the mobility. Um, he, he looked a little bit better in that uh, area in this game. So I, I thought the offense looked really good. And obviously uh, my guy Shep had a monster game, best game of the year. Um, and I think that if we put a number, a legit number one receiver beside him going forward, uh, going into next season, I think that this offense could really take off next year. And um, it, but uh, a good all-around performance. Obviously, great to beat the Cowboys finally. And uh, I, I really do feel good going into next season. Uh, the direction that the Giants are headed in. Wow, um, Joe. It um, Sean basically summed up the end of the season and off season, but um. Now, what they said for the most part, uh, just improvement from the Giants, basically. Uh, they did everything you wanted to see them do this year. Jones took steps forward. The line improved at the end of the year. They started off terrible, but started to look like an actual decent football playing unit at some point. So, I guess, and, you know, like I said, we're a rebuilding team. You get a, end up with a number 11 pick. Hopefully, you can package that with an Evan Ingram and move up and get a top receiver or get you an edge rusher something the Giants desperately need on defense. But all in all, you know, it's, can, you know, six and 10 is the best we can get out of it is an improvement. There's not more to be said, just improvement. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I did pick at the beginning of the season for them to go seven and nine. Saquon got hurt. So I, I could, I could deal with six and 10. 
I mean, and for the game on Sunday, you know, Leonard Williams, and more has to be talked about him. He was outstanding. He's been outstanding all year. He's one of the top five defensive tackles in the league, 11 and a half sacks. You got to look at two of the plays he made this year at the end of the season. The play against Seattle, that won that game. And then the play the play on first and goal from the seven-yard line, him having making that sack, that won that game too. So Leonard Williams was phenomenal this year. But overall, for the season, I'm, I mean, six and 10, I'll take it for this year. I mean, seeing all the circumstances with the pandemic and everything, but and, and I see Dave Gettleman coming back. But next year's got to be a big year for the Giants. I, I want eight or nine wins at least, and I want I want a playoff spot. If you look at this division, I mean, Philadelphia is a dumpster fire. Uh, Washington, even though they won the division, they don't have a quarterback. And Dallas, yes, they're going to have Dak back, but their defense is very shaky. So this is a very winnable division next year, and I expect the Giants to be in the playoffs next year. Is it my turn? Yes, the sir. Man in the, middle? the man in the middle? All right. Well, I know that the Giants missed another postseason. But this year felt different. And leaving this year feels different from past years. Losing being 5-11 and 11 last year, not making the playoffs, like I said, it kind of was like, oh, here we go again. But this year felt different in the sense of all I wanted to see, and Joe, you can agree with me on this. I've said this multiple times on the show, on Keys of the City, is there was a direction. What's the identity? What's the direction of the New York Giants? Past years, we didn't know what the hell the Giants were doing. Now you got a feeling going into next year, and even with the NFC East, you look at the futures of all four teams. I think we could all sit here and say the Giants in Washington really have the best future in the NFC East. All those two teams are missing for the Washington. They just need a quarterback. The Giants got to figure out if Daniel Jones is the answer going forward. He's going to have one more year to prove it. If he doesn't play to standards of first-round top-ten pick like we hoped he was going to be, I'm sorry, guys, all the Daniel Jones lovers, he's going to be gone. But he's improved. Well, I know everybody's going to jump on me because, as usual, I'm the heel group. But the defense played well. Last year at this time, we didn't know what our defense was going to look like coming into this year. It was a dumpster fire last year. Look at us now. It's a respectable defense. And the future for Big Blue in general is extremely bright, leading with the judge. And I can't wait for that. And I think that's the biggest thing is Joe Judge has set a culture and identity for the Giants. And even with his last press conference, going after the Eagles. And as an angry as a Giant fan, I'm not mad about what the Eagles did. I mean, I'm not mad because the Giants had their opportunities. But this year felt overall different because there is a direction going forward, and I'm excited for Big Blue's future. All right. We, we will get a little bit more deeper into Big Blue's future. Future, Hold you on. You figure out what you want, Zay. I don't know what you're shaking your head out for. Like, did Listen, I we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to – hold on. We'll, we'll talk about the future. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go right after it. Okay. All right. Him, right. Let, him talking. let him get his word in. And I'll get party, party, baby. Let him get his word in, and I'll get back to you. Because that was like a bunch of crazed dogs now. That was blasphemy. <laughs> okay. okay, that's fine. All right. No. All right. Before we move on to the future of the Giants, because it is a little bright. I mean, Jared's here for a reason. Jared, what did you, as a giant as a Cowboys fan, what did you think of last week last Sunday's game? Before we get into the future of the Giants, and Jace tells us how the Giants are going to go 26-0, and Daniel Jones will throw for 7,000 yards and rush for three more and be the first quarterback with over 10,000 all-purpose yards before we get to that. Thank you, Jared. Coming. You're welcome. 
They played a pretty good football game, those two teams. And I think the future is probably pretty bright for both of them. I don't know if da- I don't know if Dak comes back. Uh, Dak's in free agency. They've got that top 10 pick. I'd love to see it turn into Justin Fields, who I think is the uh, best quarterback in this draft class. And now <laughs> I want to go back to our Clovercrest Media Group graduating class with Jace and uh, Showtime and Joe, you were there, and I was the only one in the class that said Daniel Jones over Dwayne Haskins. Yep. And I've asked you guys to talk about it several times, but I haven't got it done yet. So I want to talk about not only that, but also that you're willing for uh, Gallman to put footballs in his butt for wins. I I just want to understand that better, too. So that's, that's all I You got something to say, Zay? I mean, a Cowboys fan in in, in in a Giants podcast. Why'd you put him on? What? He's got nothing yeah. to say. His team yeah, sucks. And I hope you get Justin Fields, and I hope he ends up just like Haskins and every other quarterback to come out of Ohio State. Sorry, Trevor. I got to put it there. I guess Alabama. Don't forget about Alabama. Don't forget about USC because, oh, they're great too, right? Oh, I know. It's only Ohio State. No, no, no. Their quarterback sucks. Their quarterback Guys, let me let me let me just put an end to all the myths. Okay, I mean the the idea that right like only good linebackers come out of Penn State. Well, there's been pretty pretty bad ones too. Thank you. Southwest Missouri State hasn't put up too many great receivers since Jerry Rice. Let, let's knock that off. Again, th- this all boils down to when you get drafted, you got to go to the right city, the right conditions, the right offense to get the most out of you. And if you don't, you're going to end up being a failure. It's as simple as that. You know, NFL teams are often in love with guys that are like 6'4", 6'5", 6'6". They got great NFL-ready bodies. Well, if you're a 54% completion guy, it's not going to work out if you're 6'10". It doesn't make a difference. There, there's guys that can do it, and there's guys that can't. I believe now, Jared, the Daniel Jones can. I didn't know enough about him then. I'm very impressed with this guy. I was durable, wrong about Haskins. Versatile, athletic. I, said I love him. Listen, I'll tell you what, durable, Jared. You know better. Jared knows better than anybody. Jared knows better than anybody. I'm in a fantasy keeper league with Jared, and you know who my young buck quarterback was? My quarterbacks are twofold. Tom Brady. Dwayne Haskins. I wanted big things out of my man this year, and it didn't happen, and I learned that the hard way. But that's fine. But uh, listen, Daniel Jones is a great NFC East quarterback. He's a great Giants quarterback. He's the right guy. He's exactly the guy they need with the offense that they're running. So that's why. He's and a, he's way better than Haskins. Yes, a, he is. He's, he's a better than average NFL quarterback, people. We're talking about, he threw for over 2,900 yards. He's got 10 interceptions that seven of them were – Is pretty that better sure, than average? I'm pretty sure with the tight ends. Is for. that Evan better than average? 2,900 yards and 10 interceptions? Is that better than average? Can we look I'm up pretty, the like I said, for quarterbacks? I don't think either Evan one of those Ingram numbers is better than team. average. And those seven interceptions are probably seven touchdowns if it's not Evan right, Ingram. Better than, better than average in the NFC East. Go on. You're talking about, again, a man who almost threw for 3,000 yards. He missed three games. <laughs> He's got a new offense. He's got no number one receiver. He doesn't have his starting running back. His line's a piece of crap. And he still Guys goes out there. four and five on a regular basis, though. He's, he's almost three is not... 
It's not worth writing home about 2,900 yards and 10 picks. He's a good quarterback. No. I understand why you're excited. Yeah, no. All of that being said, I really get – I've watched the game. This is a good team, and I understand why you guys are excited. Thank you. See? I don't know why we're attacking Jared. Jared saw what he saw. Jared saw what he saw. And look, I'll say this. I mean, I, Dallas's defense a problem. They got to get a defense together. But I don't care who the quarterback is. You got so much talent on that offense that there's no reason the Cowboys shouldn't put up 30 points a week. So I, I, I agree with you, Jared. I think these are the, going to be the two bangers for the next couple of years. You know, who knows what will happen with Washington, whether it's Alex Smith or someone else or whatever it is that they're going to do at quarterback. But I still think that team – I mean, they got lucky this year, obviously, with, with yeah. the, the way the other three teams played. Um, but I, I like the way the Giants and the Cowboys are set up. And I think it was important Washington for the Giants to beat the Cowboys. That. You know, Washington the Giants seem to have a single position that uh, that they're sure what's going on at. Defensive lines. Mm -hmm. the defensive, defensive line's line. amazing for Washington. They won the division over formality. Oh, McLaurin's really good, though. You got to get not that good. That's no, yeah, McLaurin's really good. Ball to him. Yeah. 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 I mean, they so. have the D-line is good. That's just about it. They have the other Pro Bowl tight end that should have made it, Logan Thomas. Yeah, yeah, I give a catch on Sunday night. Yeah. Mind you, from Virginia Tech, who has mm -hmm. better freaking hands than that Pro Bowler Evan Ingram. Dolphin Clippers for hands. Just like those Virginia Tech tight ends, I'll tell you. <laughs> and by the way, I I'll say this. Uh, you know, uh, Trevor and I, uh, we, we, we talked this out with Teddy. I mean, uh, you know, there's, there's not I, – I, I'm not concerned about what Philadelphia did in any way, shape, or form. Okay. If the Giants would have done the same thing, I would have just taken my licks from everybody else in the league and been like, well, we got the number six pick. Um, you guys know me. For, for the last two years, I've been pretty vocal about the fact that I'll take an L if it helps uh, the draft stock. And it, again, and, and I like the fact that, I mean, while Joe Judge did blast the Eagles, and rightfully so, being making mockery of the game, he said what a lot of the players said. We had 16 opportunities to get this done. And they full well know that they were good enough to do it. Yep. They had a lot to overcome, mind you. But, you know, again, when they had to win a football game to make the playoffs, they did it. And I'm going to ride that right into the next season, get Saquon back there. Let's see what you do in the draft and through free agency. I think New York's a desirable place again. I think that's the other yeah, really. important thing here. I think it's it's a place where, you know, look at Leonard Williams and the way he, the way Gettleman obviously gambled on him. He proved Gettleman right. He's been very vocal about it the last couple of days. Leonard Williams was like, you know what? I, I hear what the fans were saying. I wasn't worth it. And I wanted to prove Dave Gettleman right. So he was playing for Dave Gettleman. That's why Dave Gettleman's coming back next year. Like it or not. He's like I said, he's tied to Daniel Jones. He's there until Daniel Jones is gone. Plain and simple. Well, and that's a presence we don't have and need desperately in Dallas. Oh, yeah. Is that gentleman? Absolutely. Our, you know, the, mm -hmm. McCarthy is not going to get it done. He's, he's, he, no. There's no, how, how no. he didn't challenge that. How he didn't challenge that play is beyond me. He's got to <laughs> challenge that. That's terrible. It is. Yeah, that. just, that's just terrible. That's terrible. Terrible. Dallas is going to be fine when, with the kids. Just let them play. Like when, when, when Jerry Jones gets off the sideline 
That's when Dallas will be good. They'll, be, they'll, be, they'll be a Super Bowl contender again when Jerry Jones leaves. Jerry they'll, be good. When they'll be good when he's there, but they'll be a Super Bowl contender, when, they'll be a Super contender when he leaves. Just go sit up in the in the, just go sit up in your suite. Just go up yeah. there and let the game happen, dude. Be he like Mark Cuban. You could be look. He will you be could be Mark Cuban under the field. If you, want to get your team, star. <laughs> if you want to get your team the nicest stadium and the best Learjet and the sweetest locker room, then do it. Be that owner. But you're not the coach. Get off the sideline. Be the general he manager. Or the GM, too. He's got to get a GM. Well, he is the GM. So they got to get they they one, though, the problem, yeah. Hey, yeah. The right. problem, yeah. Hold on. I mean, we, we, we talked a lot about the Cowboys. Let's get back on the Giants. And I'm going to kick it off with you, Trev, with this question. How confident are you in the Giants moving forward? I think we answered this question a couple of weeks ago, and I think we all were over, what, six or seven? I would I would stick with that. I would go about seven or eight. I'm very, I'm very confident in the New York Giants' future just because this defense, I like this young defense. That secondary, Logan Ryan, he's, go, he's go, staying. The mm-hmm. biggest signing to me – I really do think it's Patrick Graham. I think Patrick Graham taking a contract extension is a telling sign. I mean, they want to stay. Mm-hmm. Logan Ryan's there. They're going to probably most likely sign Leonard Williams. Don't know how big of a contract it's going to be. You still got Bradbury, who was an all-pro corner this year. The offensive line is only going to get better. I was, impre- I was impressed with Andrew Thomas at the end. Andrew Thomas did play his part. I know he struggled in the beginning, but I thought he, he, he did pretty well at the end of the season. The biggest question is – if Saquon Barkley can stay healthy, and Daniel Jones. That's what it comes down to for the New York Giants. The, the defense could be amazing. It doesn't matter if you don't have a reliable quarterback that could stay healthy. Availability. That's what it comes down to. The future of the Giants will only be as bright as as far as Daniel Jones will take us. Plain and simple. And I know I've seen a lot of Giant fans on Twitter and all this. Oh, Jason Garrett, please go. You do realize that if Daniel Jones loses Jason Garrett, it's just another offensive system. And it's just another thing that he has to learn all over again. So why would you want to? Why would you want to let that guy go? Also, Jason Garrett is a run-first type guy. Look at what Zeke was doing in Dallas. Jared, you can add to this point. Zeke was probably the best back in football when Jason Garrett was there. They love to run the football. How does it not? It, it doesn't help when their best player goes down in week two and changes everything up. When you have a guy like Wayne Goldman, who is a very good backup but he's not a full-time starter like a Saquon Barkley. He's not a game-changer. So that offense Wait. changed drastically when Saquon, especially Jason Garrett's playbook. So people that want to get saying? Jason Garrett out of it, you almost have to keep Jason Garrett for at least one more year just to see if him and Daniel Jones could coexist. If you want to get another offensive coordinator, you're just asking for trouble there. And you, if you think Daniel Jones is going to come in with a new offensive coordinator and just light up the league next year – I, I just can't when see that. Eight out of, when you say eight, you mean eight out of ten or eight wins next year? Eight out of ten. I say the Giants. So how many wins is, next year? Uh, I'll go eight or nine. Eight yeah, or nine. I'll go eight or nine. And if they keep, uh, they're going to keep the seven game playoff, right? That's like a. a that's oh, they're keeping that. seventeen playoff, I'd expect the Giants to be in. In I, I, I'll tell you right now. I ten think the Giants and under three thousand yards is above average, and eight out of ten is a five hundred team. Well, see, this is your this problem. Is that you hold on. Show. Let me tell you, to... I tell you what your problem is. 
You're used to super inflated Tony Romo numbers. You think a quarterback should throw for 4,000 yards and 35 touchdowns and go nine, nine and seven and then lose the wild card? Get out of here with that nonsense. Aikman look, is pretty efficient. The Giants are never going to win pretty. They're never going to put up points. Their quarterback's not throwing for 4,000 yards. It's not going to happen. That's not how we play football in New Jersey. It doesn't happen that way. So this is what I say. Listen, the reason why I say you need Barkley to win, the reason why I say Daniel Jones is perfect for this offense, again, I go back to Jeff Hostetler. Jeff Hostetler had some great guys running behind him. That's what it was all about. Make some throws when you need to. Run when you need to. Otherwise, hand the ball to the stud behind you and let him run for 20 touchdowns. That's what the focus of the New York Giants offense has to be because that's what New Jersey football is, plain and simple. They've been doing it for like 60 years. It's not going to change. And as long as it's not going to change, then Daniel Jones is not. Listen, if you were to tell me we're going to bring in a new guy, we're going to go with like a one of those uh, fancy, uh, I don't even know, what do you even call them, run and shoot? I don't know. I don't even know what like a cool <laughs> offense is called. I don't know what it's called. West I just Coast know Aaron. that we were power football. West Coast offense. West Coast offense. Bill Walsh. I couldn't remember all that because that's where my mind's at. Wait, are you, that's are you paying we attention? We pound the football. We, we, so we, he's perfect, we, we he's ran perfect RPO pounding the football. All year. <laughs> we ran RPO all year. What are you? Are you watching the same Giants? That's what I'm saying. That's what I just said. I, I, You're in, not in the concussion age, the three, know, yards, three yards in a cloud of dust is I over. Just say, no, I don't pay, agree with that. Hey, pay attention. I just said if they were to bring in a West Coast offense, Daniel Jones would not be the right guy. But as long as it's okay. RPO, then, of course, he's perfect. He's like a Jeff Hostetler in the making. He can't turn the ball over as much as he does. But, again, as you pointed out, saying it's like mostly Evan Ingram. Like, for crying out loud, that guy kills me. Also, a lot of the fumbles earlier in the year were, or even in the last few weeks, were when the offensive line played like absolute trash. So, again, I see, I see huge improvement. So, to say this team going from 6-10 and 10 to 10-6 and six and being in the playoffs, that's, that's, that's what the New York Giants do. We're not going to go 14-2. and two. You know why? Because Lawrence Taylor doesn't play football anymore. So that's not uh, that's not in the cards. It doesn't happen, and you can't go. It'll never happen. But when you the, say the seven best or eight out of ten, and it was I asked eleven games. No, no, he okay. Jared brings a good 10, point. 11. He brings a good point. If you're going to be high on the Giants, be high on their win percentage next year too. And I agree with you, Joe. I do think the Giants could be ten and six because this year they could have been ten and six me too. easily. Yeah. So yes. for, for for me to sit here and and agree with Trevor. It's crazy. I believe they're an eight. I believe they will get to 10 and six next year and win that division. They should have done it this year. But to, to say that they're an eight and then say they're maybe going to win eight games is very contradictory. It's like they might even win the division with eight games next year. So I, I don't see how you could be that confident and then see that little wins. Uh, that's all I had to say. Right. Yeah, listen, hold know. on. Uh, uh, to Just to, to, to uh, expand on that and say, I mean, if they go like nine and seven next year, then things didn't go well. If this team is nine and seven next year, then to me it's a step backwards. I, I, be a step I wouldn't backwards. say that. I don't know. Be, don't know listen, after not having a winning season in four years, nope. It would mean it would mean very simply that well, the Giants well, still aren't winning games. Daniel Jones still isn't coming through. That's that. It would mean everything that happened before they got good this year. 
they 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 face some tough opponents next year. That that that's a rough schedule. So I don't that's know. That's a good football team. There's no reason why that why the Giants we again see we don't expect the Giants can beat good football teams, and that's the problem. No, we just not that. Again, they changed that this year when they beat Seattle. Yes, absolutely. All right, hold on. Before we move on from the Giants, I need to ask you, Sean, what do you think of the eleventh official eleventh overall pick? Where do you think the Giants go with that in this offseason? Uh, I think their three biggest needs are um, obviously they need an uh, edge rusher for sure. Uh, they need a number one wide receiver and they need a uh, number two cornerback to complement uh, James Bradbury on the other side. So I know it's kind of a, a weaker class for the edge rushers. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants are uh, looking to a receiver here because I, I know there's a lot of good receivers in this draft. Um, obviously, Devontae Smith would be my favorite pick. I don't think he's going to fall to 11 um, just because, you know, he's been so tremendous this year, obviously winning the Heisman last night. But uh, there's a lot of other good uh Candidates like Jamar Chase, um, his teammate at LSU, Terrace Marshall. There's uh, Rashad Bateman. So a lot of good receivers there. And um, I, But like I said, I would also look into cornerback because I don't think Isaac Yadam's getting the job done. Um, Julian Love looked good, actually, in the game against the Cowboys. But I, I don't think we can rely on him as, as a outside corner. So I think uh, there, there's three definite three definite needs that uh, that we have to fulfill in the offseason. Um, we'll, we'll see which one we go in the draft. But I, I would tend to lean toward uh, – uh, receiver right now. I, I think that's the way that Gettleman and uh and the front office will go. Okay, I like that. Steve, I, I know I mean Dalvin Tomlinson and Leonard Williams are at the top of like the the expiring contract. Who is someone that the Giants could bring in from free agency do you think that could help them out in this offseason? I'm Alan Robinson or Kenny Gallagher. I think you need to have that number one receiver. I think that oh. definitely was. I, I like Darius Slayton. I like I like Sterling Shepard, but I really want to get a number one receiver that can make a difference. If you can get Saquon Barkley and a number one receiver, that could that, that that could change this offense completely. That offense could be definitely in the top half of the league, even top ten. I think Daniel, this would be great for Daniel Jones, especially in year three, to have that top receiver and have that number one, Allen Robinson or. Uh, or Kenny Galladay. Chris Godwin's out there, but I think he's going to be – the Brooks are going to franchise him. And uh, uh, Will Fuller's out there, but you can't rely on him. He just can't stay healthy. All right. All right. Thank you, Stevie, for that. I appreciate that. I've been saying that, too. Thank you. Yeah. I just I mean, want – AR would be cool. I just want a wide receiver that gets pass interference calls because <laughs> yeah. the Giants don't don't have one of those guys. A guy that every time he doesn't catch a ball, he just turns around and points, and then a flag comes out. I want one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, I, 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 I hope we got three of those guys. <laughs> the one oh, thing, yeah. I, the Hell one thing yeah. I want. I, I mean, we've talked a lot about how wide receiver and D end are like the two big needs. I, I, I like what Tom Drew, my former O line coach in high school. He said, oh, wide receiver or O-line? The O-line has been so bad. You need more consistency. I I, I don't like these hot streak, streaks from him. He and I know uh, Zeitler. I, I do say O-line every year. But I think it's – Zeitler is, is like – he's gotten contract stuff coming up. They might release him. They might cut him to make some yes. space. So <laughs> get like a interior O-line, a Wyatt Davis, no. a Rashawn Slater. And, I mean, they're no. really, really good. No, that pick, you don't like that, Zay? No, we, you can we just drafted two tackles last year. You can you can the to it out. And in the Mayhew, you continue to develop those players. You don't get a whole new line of players. 
No, I'm just saying one more. No, you build depth. I'm just saying one more. Depth, yes. It seems seems as though the best offensive linemen the Giants drafted last year all came in the middle rounds. That is true. So I I say let's get get a superior offensive player. And then you want to get a, add some cornerbacks in there, and some so maybe an edge rusher. Or we'll trade up and get a tight end. This draft class is yeah, very yeah, that old line. A tight end. I, uh, also, a tight end maybe. I have a thought about Evan Ingram. I'd like to float on people. You know, I mean, he's not much of a blocker to begin with. He's not much of a catcher either. Well, and I know, but here's the thing. So look the where he, but look where he struggles. He struggles going over the middle, and he he anytime he knows he's going to get hit by a linebacker or a safety, that's where he freaks out. He hears the and I wonder coming. if, say, you were to draft Kyle Pitts and move Ingram out over here somewhere. I'm not mad yeah, at they that. Wouldn't, they wouldn't oh, do it. Problems. I'm to the point where I just want to trade Ingram. I don't even he want to see him fast enough, and he has that size that where like he can get up and he can be a good possession forward. receiver. I don't want to see I him, him on a five giant corner. I do not want to see him in Giants blue. I don't think we're, I don't think we're gonna get value for him though. That's the problem. I also don't want to see Dave Gettleman in the owner's box but next year, but it, that's just gonna happen. He's just nice. gonna be let's there. just trade our whole draft and just get Trevor Lawrence. Bam. There you go. Everything's solid. No matter what happens, Evan Ingram will be a giant next season. Yeah, he will. So you got to figure that out somehow because he's not going anywhere next year. Yeah, so they, picked, be there. they picked up the fifth year option, so he's not going anywhere. They package with that draft pick to move up and grab a wide receiver. Well, no, nobody, nobody wants Evan Ingram. How far are you willing to move up? This is the question. I don't care. Because I want to lose draft picks. You don't want to lose. What are the Bama receivers? When you right. tell me, Devontae Smith, I could see being in the top eight picks. I don't see Wait. him being there. I just see like a team like Philadelphia taking him because they need weapons yeah. too. Will you tell me Smith, Smith had 20 touchdowns. I don't think the Giants had 20 touchdowns as a team in the last six years. He had 20 touchdowns in one year. What? I want a receiver like they that. Had, they're being crazy. Let's move on. Let, let, let's. I don't know. I see a couple of games. Hold the Giants talk now. That was solid. But let's move on. We got wild card weekend. Let's get into wild card picks. Starting off with the Bills at Colts. We're going to start with you, Zay. You're taking the Colts to cover the six and a half as your, but will they pull out the win outright? I doubt they'll pull out the win. I think the Bills are just playing way too good right now. But I do believe they'll cover because minus a slip up against the Steelers, the Colts have been playing bad football. So I think that's the perfect line for them right there. It's six and a half. I think they cover that, and I think that's the better of the week. All right, all right. And, Jared, you have the Bills at on, on the other side of that. You think they're going to win it outright and win it by a lot? These are not the same culture scene. Um, yeah, Buffalo. (laughs) Hey, okay. Following along. Somebody scoring at home. Um, yeah, I like Buffalo to win. I think they've got one of the, they, this is, this is a scary good team. 
I think this is a scary, scary good team. This is uh this this is this is a squad nobody wants to play in the AFC. This is the boogeyman, and for good reason. These are these are all going to be winnable games for Buffalo. This is their most solid chance to go to the Super Bowl since Jim Kelly was the quarterback. Wide right, uh, guys. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. The writing's on the wall, and Andre Buffalo. could read it. I want to ask you all. I want to ask you all a question about Buffalo, and come back to the come back to all of you guys. This is a question for all of you guys. It's not just me. I got you. I think the pressure – everybody wants to talk about the Chiefs facing pressure. I think the Buffalo Bills face the most pressure in the AFC because of how much everybody's falling in love with them recently in the past, like, what? month and a half. They – who said what? The pressure is on the hey. Buffalo Bills. You just said it. The Buffalo Bills are the hottest team in the NFL right now. Josh Allen, if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers, unbelievable season. We talk about Josh Allen as the MVP right now. Their defense is getting better. Their coaching staff is great. Their running attack is starting to work. Oh, and guess what? They have Stephon Diggs, who's emerged as one of the top five maybe receivers in the NFL. So there's a and lot of pressure. What have they in the last five I mean, years? Huh? No, I, I, I didn't they, they worked their way up. They were a laughing stock like the Giants, but they found a good coaching staff. They started You're finding an identity. Coaster, they worked their way up. But now we're talking about the Buffalo Bills this year, not just as You're one round, one and done. But this team is uh, the pressure's on Buffalo now. Yes. Hey, Dallas fan, Dallas fan, you have to understand this is a Giants thing. Let the Giants fan talk. You really don't think there's no pressure on Buffalo? There's no pressure on Buffalo? There's pressure this week. Huge pressure this week. They won a playoff game in a quarter century. They got to win this week. The last time we saw the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs last year, they blew a 16 freaking nothing lead. So don't give me this. They don't face any pressure because everybody loves the Buffalo Bills right now, right? Other than the the, I'm the not Chiefs saying they don't the Packers, face any pressure, but there's the other teams expect right now. to win. Where are you making the Buffalo Bills season, bro. contention this year in the playoffs right now? Third, maybe behind third the Chiefs. Fourth. Yeah, third or fourth. Yeah, or maybe even second oh, yeah, because yeah, the Chiefs have been struggling. Wait, we're, what are we arguing yeah. about? Is this arguing about about what is it about that? There's the the Bills are have the most Bills have the most pressure on them this 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 weekend. Listen, Justin D'Onofrio on Sports Talk with R and J said it earlier today. The Bills this year are like Lamar Jackson, and the Colts are like the Titans last year. That's what I'm saying. Everyone's getting hot. Everyone's loving Josh Allen MVP. Everyone's talking about that. They're starting to build up hype. And you got this team who hasn't done anything spectacular all season, but they've been winning games. They've been getting by, and they're here in the Colts, which is very reminiscent to me from the Ravens and the Titans last year. You don't think so, John? No, not at all. Because no, because they knew they knew how to stop the the run against Lamar, and they forced him to throw the ball. Um, and obviously Josh Allen's a lot better passer. And uh, the Colts, you know, they have to go to Buffalo. They play in the dome in in in, in Indianapolis, so it's going to be a tough game for them going into the cold. Um, Josh Allen is not the he's a much better quarterback than Lamar Jackson was last year, especially passing the ball. And he's going to expose this Colts defense. And I think the Bills are going to have a big statement win here. They are the hottest team in football and their their defense has been playing like it in the second half of the season. So I think the Bills are going to get a statement win here. I, I think I, I, I understand your point. Obviously, there's a lot of hype around this team and you, you think that there's going to be a letdown. But I just don't see it from this Bills team right now. They're they're on fire and they're they're going to prove it against the Colts. Different season. Uh, a different animal, Sean. I, that's fine. The Colts aren't, the Colts aren't that good. Winning and covering. 
I mean, you don't have to be that good. You, you just got to be that good that day. On Baltimore, you uh, they're just not said gonna, Baltimore not... was in this step from last year. So you don't think there's more pressure on Baltimore to win than Buffalo being a year ahead of them by your own account? Let's get to that. I, I think there is. Let's get to that Baltimore game because Trev, that's your best bet of the night. Ravens oh, minus yeah, three and a half. Yeah, and trust me, Baltimore. Don't worry, they're they're not getting a pass either, Jay. There there is they're probably have the most pressure in the entire playoffs, and Buffalo's right there because mm -hmm. Buffalo's the darlings. The darlings of the NFL right now. Everybody's in love with Josh Allen. Everybody's in love with Stephon Diggs. But the Baltimore Ravens, they're hot right now. They're just as hot as the Buffalo Bills. Lamar Jackson, I know is not a great passer, but guess what? He looks pretty damn good to me the past five weeks. He's looked great. Mm -hmm. Oh, he picked he picked apart that Giants defense that we all praised for so long. I'm just saying this Baltimore Ravens team, they're hungry. And the last time they played these two teams, Joe, I lost that bet. You want to double or nothing right now? I need another bet. <laughs> no, they've lost to the Tennessee Titans of past two heartbreaking ways, too. Last year, everybody was high on them. I love the Ravens right this week. I think that Titans defense is very, very suspect. And I think this running attack of J.K. Dobbins and Lamar, it's going to be it, it's going to be a long day for the Tennessee Titans. I expect the Ravens to roll big this week. I really do like the Ravens to make a deep run in this playoffs. I, I, I expect them to be right. like – a they giant type run. They have the formula to be KC. They can run yes. the ball. They got the formula yes. to be KC. I feel like a, I feel I like be like KC. Giant huh? You don't think so, Zay? No. The, the Ravens are not built to beat KC. That team is loaded. They, get, they can yes, run the ball. They can hold the ball. They can keep the ball away from a home. They keep them holding. That's the only thing they can do. That might be the only thing. The defense is good enough to stop Mahomes. Absolutely. You don't want to get – the problem with KC is no one wants to get into a dust. shootout with them because no one is beating them in a shootout. It's just not happening. This That team is way too talented. I don't see That's it. That's not happening. how they're going to win. Hey, we said that We said that about the Green Bay Packers back in 2011 when they were 15-1, and guess who beat them in the divisional round at Green Bay with a full crowd. Those New, New York, York Giants, Giants, what did they do? They ran the football, but, oh, and they played great defense, and they had a clutch quarterback. Now, I'm not saying Lamar is Eli in the sense of that, but also the Chiefs haven't played, are not going to be playing for almost three weeks. And the last time we saw them play, they played an Atlanta Falcons team that, I I, I don't know, if you, you tell me, are they good defense? Because they made Patrick Mahomes look pretty garbage too. Mahomes has been struggling that's, recently. That's, that's, that's like a below average defense, yeah. And, and, exactly. and because they've been playing better under Raheem Morris than they were at the beginning of the year. But obviously, yes, they're not up to par with the offense of the Chiefs. You have a All long right. layoff. You might see rust. And I think this Baltimore's team yeah. is rolling right now. You're not going to see rust. All right. But um, before we move on, I I'm sorry. I forgot about this. Joe, you had the Bills versus Colts over 51 points. You think they're going to score that much? Uh, 48, 38, 56. That's what they've put up in the last three weeks. They're averaging 31.3 points a game. They give up 28 points, uh, 23 points a game. Indy scores, uh, 28 a game. Uh, I took the halfway point on 25. That's 56. Of course, they're going to go over 51. That's easily, easily where you want to put your money this week. Bill's Colts take the over. I think it's more respect to the Colts defense. That's why it's 50. I'm surprised that it's so low, actually. I think it's yeah, more that's shockingly low. They're, yeah. they're asking you to, like, take their money on this bet. <laughs> well, I mean, you points. I mean, you don't know, Joe. I mean, Vegas is Vegas for a reason. So we yeah. will see. But, uh, Sean, speaking of Vegas being Vegas, you're taking a big spread. The Bears, 10 points. Yeah, I don't 
I don't believe in the Saints too much. I mean, obviously, Drew Brees, uh, he hasn't looked uh, great since he's been back. They have a very good defense, but, I mean, the Bears, the way that they've been playing with Trubisky, um, I think he, he's 6-3 and three as a starter this year. I think they never should have played Nick Foles. I think the Bears would be in a much better spot, but they got David Montgomery going. I think he'll have a lot of success on the ground. Um, and the last time they played, they went into overtime. They played earlier this season. So uh, I just think this this is a way too high of a number. Um, I just think that the Bears will contend in this game. I think that their defense will keep them in this game, and I, I could see them easily uh, covering this one. So I think uh, this is my absolutely my best bet of the week. All right. Michael Thomas this week. Yeah. Alvin Kamara, is Alvin Kamara wow. going? Is Alvin Kamara it's, it's, going? It, it, uh, he's questionable right now. Yeah. I mean, from one NFC South team to another, Steve, you're taking the Bucks. Another big number at the minus eight. Oh, yeah. I remind Justin every week the Patriots got rid of Brady too early. And we all know it wasn't clearly Brady's <laughs> fault last year. The Pat's offense was terrible. It was the Pat, the guys he had around him in New England. So I'm so happy he joined Tampa Bay. He's had a great year. 40 touchdown passes at 43. That is, mm-hmm. that is just amazing. The guy's obviously the greatest quarterback ever. It's still a top-ten quarterback. And in this game, I do think that Washington hangs in early. I re- I love their front four, Chase Young, Montez Sweat. I think they hang in early. But Washington doesn't have enough offense. Their offense is absolutely, ter- is absolutely terrible. They got in because of their front four. And and I think Tampa Bay's offense has been playing really well. They're going to score more than 24 points. Yes, Mike Evans, it might not play, but – Brady's got a great rapport with Scotty Miller, uh, and he's starting to get a rapport with Antonio Brown and, and Chris Godwin, too. So I got the Bucks winning this by three scores, 27-10 over Washington. All right. I mean, three scores, that's a lot. And for my best bet, I'm going with the Browns. They just, they just they struggled against a Mason Rudolph-led Steelers team, I think they bounce back. That was a sleep game. I think they bounce back. I think they come. They get the win because this season, the Browns are no longer the Browns, ladies and gentlemen. You can trust the Browns, and I think mm-hmm. you can trust the Browns to get are their they first. The <laughs> they get a fur their first. He fell off his own. Oh, Last playoff when the Browns had Mel Tripp as their head coach. Right. And that's his only playoff without Tom Brady. Browns aren't the Browns. Quick list of the teams that have more pressure on them than Buffalo, the Seahawks. With Russell Wilson, the Saints, and Drew Brees is running out of time. Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers need to beat the Browns, who who puffed up their team for two years now. They've been expected to win. They're not going to. The Ravens, the Buccaneers, when you're not talking about just Tom Brady, because Tom Brady has got to be running out of time. But as the Buccaneers, you don't think some pressure's on them more than Buffalo? I think there's like six teams playing this weekend with more pressure on them. I'm sorry, Jace. We got to – what were we saying? <laughs> Big All right. I get Back that. I get that. All right. But we are going to – I mean, that that's the picks for this slate. I mean, we got great playoff football this weekend. But now we're starting off something new, trying something out. Two-minute drill. You have two minutes on the clock. We're going to start with you, Joe. Two minutes. Who will win the Super Bowl? The timer starts now. Look, I – I'm going to just pat myself on the back and Trevor will back me up when I say this from day one this year, I said, Josh Allen was a top five quarterback in the NFL. 
I rode my man all year long. He went through a bit of a rough patch. He bounced back. I knew he would. Um, I say, I say this guy is going to go to Kansas city and he's going to teach a young Patty Mahomes, a little thing about football. Uh, and that thing is that you don't have to be as good as Patrick Mahomes, just close if you want to beat him. I think the Buffalo Bills will play in the Super Bowl against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers in what will be a high-scoring affair, and the MVP of that game will be a quarterback. <laughs> All right. Now, <laughs> Time still on the clock, Sean. Go. Uh, this year I'm gonna go with the Chiefs out of the AFC. Uh, I think the Bills and the Ravens both will, you know, uh, give them a good shot. I don't think the Ravens are gonna get the chance because I think the Bills will beat them. But uh, I, I think the Chiefs will just get by the Bills. I think it will be a really good AFC championship. But um, the Chiefs' offense is just way too much. We obviously know they have, uh, you know, two of the top five receivers in the league, with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Um, they're absolutely dynamic on offense and on defense. They're a little bit underrated. Uh, they have a lot of playmakers, so I, I think they'll get the job done and uh, make it to the Super Bowl. And the team that I think will meet them there is actually going to be Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, they, if they end up beating Washington, they're going to run into Green Bay. Uh, they played earlier this year, and the Bucks absolutely waxed them, 38 to 10. So I don't think it will be a blowout this time around, but. I think Tom Brady, obviously, he knows what he's doing in the playoffs. Um, if they get Mike Evans back, that will be huge. And uh, they'll be without Devin White because of COVID, and Shaq Barrett was a close contact. But hopefully they'll get them back if they end up beating Washington. So I just think they have all the right tools. They're, they're playing really good at the right time. Um, the team I think they'll meet there is actually the Seahawks. They've The defense has played a lot better. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs-Bucks. I think the Chiefs will pull it out in another classic uh, Mahomes-Brady matchup. Um, so I, I think the Chiefs will go back-to-back this year. All right, Zay, go. Sean done took mine, but I actually I think the Chiefs are actually going to win the Super Bowl again. Since day one, they've shown they they're the most consistent, they're the best team, they're the most ready team they've been since week one. Yeah, they had a couple of stumbles along the way, but you can only be perfect for so long. I'm going to take the Chiefs. They'll probably, oh God, see they'll probably play the Bucks. Uh, if the Bucks get past week one, I don't see anyone beating them. So I, give me the Chiefs and Bucks in that one. The Chiefs are obviously taking it because most complete team in football right now. Steve, the NFC is wide open. There's just so many te- – there's pretty much five teams you could make a case that could win the NFC. Maybe not the Rams because Jared Goff is out. But I picked Seattle from day one. I know I'm not as confident as, as I was at the beginning of the season, but I'm going to stick with them, so I'm going to take them to win the NFC. I love Russell Wilson. He's still one of the top – he's one of the top quarterbacks in the game. DK, DK Metcalf, one of the best receivers. Their defenses play better, even though Jamal Adams is a little bit banged up. They, if they beat the Rams this week, hopefully he gets healthy for the rest of the postseason. Carlos Dunlap was a good addition there too. So I got Seattle winning the NFC. And in the AFC, I know Baltimore and, and the Bills have played better, but I never pick against the Chiefs. I never pick against Patrick Mahomes. And I think the Baltimore and Buffalo will give them good games in the postseason, but I'm not picking against Mahomes in the AFC. I think he outduels Josh Allen. And I think, yes, Baltimore might have a big game running the ball on them, but I think he makes enough plays to beat Baltimore. And then the Super Bowl, I'm going with the Chiefs to repeat. Mahomes to win his second second straight MVP. I got the Chiefs over the Seahawks, just like it in the preseason. I got the Chiefs over the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. All right, Trev. So at the beginning of the year, I picked the Ravens versus the Saints. Well, I'm picking the Ravens in the AFC. Call me crazy. Ooh. Don't care. I love the formula that they have right now. And I, I do believe, look, we bashed Eli Manning before he won his first Super Bowl. 
when he was struggling in the playoffs. Remember his first playoff game? Five picks against Carolina, and then he lost or the Eagles, mm-hmm. and he lost to the Eagles the next year. It was all pressure on him. Well, he won a Super Bowl. They have the right formula. They have, to me, the best coach other than Andy Reid and John Harbaugh, who's been through it all. He has seen the ups and downs, and I just love what this team's doing. They're scoring at will. They're scoring 37 points a game the past five games. Their defense is shut down. They're 5-0. and Like I said, Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins, I know he's not a thrower. I know he's not going to beat you with his arm. But guess what? He's going to beat you with his legs, and they have the right formula to win the Super Bowl. And in the NFC, I've been hot on this team all year, and I do believe that they are the most complete team and the best team in the NFC, and that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we'll be having the Buccaneers versus the Ravens inside of an electric 13,000 fans in Tampa Bay this year, and I can't wait for it. I just don't, I just, I can't go against Brady, and I can't go against how much talent they have. Now, Mike Evans, we've got to see how long, if, if how serious his knee is. That could be a big thing, but I just love how much – offensive firepower they still have even without a Mike Evans that defense has to get it going again but you can't go against TB12 and I'm going with Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens all right I I think regardless of everything whoever wins AFC is going to be the the Super Bowl champion the AFC is loaded every team is very very well-rounded in the AFC the NFC is a mess I think there's really only two teams that can compete in the Super Bowl, for the Super Bowl, and that's uh, the Saints and the Bucks. I'm picking the Saints. I picked them since day one. And I'm saying I, I, I was with you, Trev, since day one. I'm, I'm sticking with it as well. Lamar Jackson, he's starting to get things rolling. He figured out last year was his MVP year. This year is his actual win year. He's actually trying. He, he did enough just to get by in a lot, in a lot of games early on in the season. Now he's ready. He's geared up and prepared for the playoffs. I like the Ravens to go in, get the win, win Super Bowl 55 in Tampa against the New Orleans Saints. But that is going to do it for us. I have the Ravens. I do have the Ravens winning the Super Bowl as well. I just want to say that too. I'd also like to point out the Buffalo Bills have averaged 47.3 points a game over the last three weeks, which makes uh, what Lamar Jackson and company do look kind of pathetic. You don't want my Super Bowl pick, Jace? Oh, my God, Jared. Yes, yes, yes. My bad. I I apologize. Cowboys. Cowboys Cowboys every year, just like next year, too, right? Cowboys by 100. Cowboys by 100. Dak Prescott comes back on one leg. Who had more touchdowns? Rides from Zach Martin. Uh, I like Buffalo. Crazy Trevor. I wanted to hear that. Oh, you know what I was going to say. And everything Sean said about Tampa, I totally agree with. I'm taking uh, Buffalo over Tampa Bay. Buffalo's going to win the Super Bowl. Little caveat: that Ravens Titans game. The winner of that game has the potential to go on and win the Super Bowl. That that's a scary game. I don't even want to pick a winner outright in that game. And before we go, we used to have like the state of the league address for our uh, Clovercrest Media Fantasy Group, and we didn't really get a chance to talk about it. Jason, I played in the three versus four game. I dropped that. Forgot Joe Wilson the week before. Otherwise, I would have won the title if you do the math. But lost to a really good upstart seven seed. And uh, he went on and lost in the Super Bowl to a one Newt Dizzle, a.k.a. Newt Dizzington, a.k.a. Nut Dizzle, a.k.a. 
Dizzington Bear, K-Mesk, 23. I got a guy, South Florida, Chris Mascone, Super Bowl champion. Talk about it. Straight off the Jake Jerker coaching tree. And, Joe, if you play your cards right, I might take you under my wing, make you competitive in some of these leagues next year. I love it. Talk All about right. it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Shout well, out. Bam. Shout out to Diz for winning the first annual CMG Sports Fantasy Football League. But for myself, for Joe Aguirre, for Sean Scanlon, for Kings Day, for Trevor Keys, for Steve Risser, and for Jared Jones, thank you guys so much for joining us. Nice shirt, Jace. Thank you very much. Drawing about the G-Man, <laughs> man. is a CMG podcast. Make sure you go to Clovercrest Media. .com to check out one of the over 31 different podcasts, bunch, not just sports, spanning all different types of genres. Make sure you check it out for your podcasting needs. And if there isn't a podcast you don't like there, make your own. And make sure you check out Clovercrest Media Group on Twitch as well. We're close to getting an affiliate there. But uh, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. And we will see you next week for more. John about the G-Men. Peace out. Okay, boys.